I'm Jake. And I'm John. And this is Canine Critique. Welcome back to Canine Critique. I thought you were going to wait until the train leaves. I totally thought I was. <laughs> okay. I just pushed play. Maybe push you've heard, forward. but there's a train that comes by every now and then. Woo! Train time! Woo! More like train time. Woof woof. <laughs> oh my gosh. No. I'm sick of it too, John. I'm sick of all my horrible dog puns. No, you're not. Sick as a dog? Yeah, I'm sick as a dog. Dang. I, just, I should just bury these puns in the backyard. <laughs> Welcome back to Canine Critique. Yeah. Again. Again. We're here. We're back. We're not sick yet. Nope. Are you sick, John? Sick and tired of your dog puns. <laughs> Got him! <JK. laughs> that was good. JK. That was good. Well, we've been stranded in the doghouse for three weeks now, so I mean, eventually, we get sick and tired of the dog puns. Just kidding, we don't live together. Yeah, thank goodness. <laughs> well, frick. What's new with you this week? What's new with me? Um, I work a job. And you can still go in, which is nice. I can still go in, which is nice. Me too. Uh, but I think we find out tomorrow if I get cut or not. Oh. Tomorrow for me is like a few days ago for the listeners. That's true. Assuming they listen when the episode comes out. You're right. So, yeah. You know what? My my bad. My bad for not getting the, the dog year anniversary out on time. Yeah. I was a day and a half late. And That's you right. know what? That's my fault. Man, this train is a long train. Yeah, why is it still going? Oh my gosh, what are they carrying? Anyway. Vaccines for the coronavirus. Yeah, so, you know, my apologies. And and I'll have you know, this week, my computer is charged. But, so that way it doesn't, <laughs> at least it died, like, at the end of last yeah, week's episode. that's good. I would have hated it if it was just like, let's talk about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I just like solo it the rest of the time. True. Even though I've seen you multiple times between recordings. <laughs> also true. <laughs> uh, sometimes when I record with you, it feels like I'm doing homework. Yeah. Like, I... we're, like we're two friends who started a group project that we were excited about. And like it's getting toward the end of the semester. And it's getting time to turn it in. It's like uh... almost crunch time. But like the project is almost torn us apart as friends. I don't think <laughs> okay like after after this class is over are we still gonna hang out i hope so i have nothing else to do that sure makes me feel good <laughs> well, i got nothing else going on so i was i was talking to elijah webb who's now he's no longer music elijah he's now elijah david webb on instagram oh david webb the real name of jason Bourne. <sighs> now do i have to go back and change every single one of our episodes that says check out at music elijah because i'm not gonna do it <laughs> i don't think we have to all right but uh, i was talking with him on my way here actually and oh. i said what if like because warner brothers like christopher nolan's movie he's like i'm not moving it back and wonder woman they only pushed back like a month not like indefinitely yeah and, like what if warner brothers released the coronavirus so that all the other movies would like clear out so they have a clear run for six months <laughs> and then they just give the cure they're like right as like wonder woman comes up they're like here's a cure 
And then it's like they have just like six months of just like a clear run. See, same theory, but I thought Nintendo spread it to boost the sales for Animal Crossing for the Switch. Oh, wow. So people be isolated inside. People are going to be isolated inside. Dude, Switches are sold out everywhere. Animal Crossing, it's a hot commodity right now. It's one of the hottest memes. Can I ask are you, you in debt to Tom Nook too? Because I sure am. I'm not debt free to that guy. Um, do you have a 3DS or a 2DS? Yes. Do you have like Majora's Mask or Link Between the Worlds? Have you ever seen Toy Story 3, John? Yes. Not long, not too long. Right before I got married, I andied my 3DS in all my games to a guy who bought it for his kid's birthday. So why did you say yes that you still had it? Let me go on. Okay. And I had all, I had uh like pokemon pearl through pokemon sun ow on with my ds and this was like my whole childhood animal crossing wild world animal crossing new leaf uh new super mario bros new super mario bros 2 like ocarina of time majora's mask the whole i was set yeah like i said i andied this for a little for this man. Yeah. I was very generous in my pricing. Anyway, recently I got my hands on a 2DS. My brother gave it to me and he also gave me Animal Crossing and I searched through all of my all, all of my drawers of things, you know, if I had any games left behind. And there's only one game that was left behind, John. Can you guess what that game is? Nintendogs? No, it's not. What is it? A Link Between Worlds. So no, I don't have a, I don't have a George mask. <laughs> you have a Link Between Worlds. I do. You should let me borrow it. <laughs> At the very end of Link Between Worlds, I'm not gonna spoil anything. I know somewhat of the end. Okay, well, Hilda. Okay, when you save Hyrule, I think that's not a spoiler because it's save Hyrule. It's it's a Zelda game. You shoot Ganondorf through the painting around the circular room and hit him in the back or something. Yeah. Anyway, when you when you save Hyrule and Low Rule, okay, because it's between the worlds, you gotta save yeah. both the worlds. Hilda, and then who's the Link version who wears the weird mask, the dope Dude, mask? That, What's his spoilers. Name? What's his name? I don't, I don't know. I haven't played it in like it's six like years. Like Raphael or something. Something like, it's like that. Like Raphael or something. Yeah. Anyway, all the characters are saying thank you to Link, and then they turn and look and break the fourth wall, and they're looking right up at you, <laughs> and you got the 3D turned on, so you just you're just in the world, and they're like, and thank you. And the music is just playing so well. I I started crying. Of course, because I got that game for Christmas. I played it just nonstop till I beat it. Well, I've never be- played a 3DS game, so I've never experienced the 3D. I've never experienced the weird hypnotizing eyeball. It's like melting an experience. world experience. And you know what? There's some people that just... I guess it didn't catch on. I was on board for the whole 3D thing. I don't know. I loved it. Nintendo dude. and their gimmicks. But the Switch worked. Okay, Switch works. Wii U doesn't work. I think every other time they get something that works. Does that make sense? Okay. Think about it. The Wii, then the Wii U, then the Switch. Yeah. That makes sense. What was before the Wii? The GameCube? That worked. 64 is weird. Think about the distance between the Wii and the GameCube, though. It's a pretty big distance. That was one gen console generation. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Well, so there is PlayStation. So the first Xbox, the PlayStation 2, and the GameCube were sort of a thing. 
then it was 360 PlayStation 3 and Wii. And then the Wii U came out like before the Xbox One and the okay the PlayStation 4. You know how I was making that joke about how Nintendo released the coronavirus yeah. to sell? Is there real theories about it? Look at the date for, for when the GameCube came out. I'm not going to say this because I don't feel like this is very is podcast friendly. Or something? September 14th, 2001. Wow. Wow. Okay. That's wild. And then I guess it was five years later that we came out. That, that what year Those were was probably that? the longest five years of my life. Really? Yeah, 2006. You using an Xbox or a PlayStation 2? Well, we I didn't get an Xbox like until my older brother got an Xbox 360. Oh, okay. When he was in high school and I was just like in junior high. That was the first my first experience owning an Xbox. I'd played the Halo games at my friend's house. Gotcha. But it was it was a good stepping stone for for my friendship with one of my good friends. Because then I had an Xbox and then I met him like the next week and wow. we just played Xbox together. Still do. This is your friend Isaac? Yeah. Yes. I've also played with him over the Xbox. My, I, even, I don't even know what he looks like anymore. <clears throat> I'm just kidding. Wow. I, my family had a Super Nintendo. No, just a regular Nintendo Entertainment Center. Then a Super Nintendo. Then we got a PS1. Then I probably got a 64. Look at us spoil the upper middle class white boys. PS2 and, and 64 kind of, we got those at the same time. And then we got an Xbox after all of that. And for a while, I only had an Xbox and a 64. And then my dad came home with a 360 and it was like pretty restrictive. I couldn't play, I couldn't play it that much. And then after that, we got a Wii, and then it was Xbox One. That was the last thing prior family got. Then later, they got a PS4. Whatever. Have you seen that the Xbox Series X, you can use your Xbox One controllers on it? That's cool. Have yeah. you, the new controllers, we talked about this like episodes ago, where like the new controllers are just a bit smaller. Yeah. Which I'm on board for. I'm, I'm also a big fan of, because like I said, I played Xbox 360 a lot. But when the Xbox One, Xbox, right? Right? Am I saying the right words? Xbox, Xbox One? One? Yeah. Yeah. When that came out and those new controllers came out, it blew me away. Because I hadn't really? seen an Xbox controller in months. And then I just like saw this and was like, what in the world? It's just a more refined version of the 360. I'm, I'm so on board. Oh, yeah. I like the, the uh, joystick placement more than the PlayStation One. Yeah. I don't know. And I'll, pl- I'll play a PlayStation. I'm fine with it. I think I like the triggers of the PlayStation one more than the Xbox. I don't get what the light's all about. Me neither. about well, the light that... It's motion. It's like a Wii. Oh. It's more like you can point with a Wii, depending on the game. But it's useless. I don't know why there's a mouse pad on the front either. I think it's a, I think it's kind of a dumb controller. Sounds pretty gimmicky. Yes. Just like... It was a little gimmicky. What was it? What was PlayStation's attempt at combating the Wii? What was that called? Did you move? No, with like the little ball on the end. I think it is a PlayStation Move. Really? Yeah. PlayStation Move. They had AR too. They were one of the first games to do like augmented reality. It is PlayStation Move. Yeah, you could do augmented reality with it. And then Xbox was like, just here's, you know what? You're the controller. And I played a lot of Kinect games. It just didn't. It just didn't fly. There was just a one generation of some okay Kinect games. And then it just wasn't synced perfectly. So it just wasn't. Yeah. 
there was one that we had it was like Star Wars and you could be a Rancor and just like yeah. walk through Tatooine and just murk everybody. I almost that was got a good that for my little brother. Then I got Lego Batman 2, which turned out to be a better purchase. I think it was a better game. First Lego game with voice acting. Okay. Lego games are 100% a good purchase. I don't, I don't think all of them are. They're all really samey after. So Star Wars 1, Star Wars 2, Indiana Jones 1. And then I realized they're all the same game pretty much. But then Lego Batman 2 was like deep dives into the DC universe and it had live action and it was an original story. And I was like, this is really underrated. And then Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings I was is like, so good. this is the, like, this is a really fun way to play through it. And then I stopped and I dropped off Lego games forever. Well, when Lego Star Wars The Complete Saga comes out, I'm going to buy it. Okay. And then I'm going to make you watch me play it through my that Twitch channel. Like the worst thing in the world. <laughs> my brother bought the ninth one recently for Christmas. <laughs> and it's got it's like it's got cover shooter aspects. That sounds like the worst thing. Hey, you, John. <laughs> Not really. I don't. You know that. my favorite things: watching other people play video games and Star Wars. Oh my gosh. Well, John, I think we've rambled on enough about things we want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it'll creep back in. Anyway, I actually <laughs> have. Dog news. Dog news. Welcome back to Dog News. This week I come to you with an article straight from CNN so you know it's a fact. You say that? Okay. I say that about like every news article I read. I guess that's true. Anyway, <clears throat> just listen to this headline and you'll know exactly why I chose it. You ready? Also, if you have dog news, submit it to at Critique on pretty much anything you can find. Okay. A man allegedly teaching his dog to drive was arrested after leading troopers on a high-speed chase. Oh, my gosh. You ever seen ASDF movies? Yes. So, uh, no, they, they said, said I could never lead to llama to drive. Llama, no. <laughs> Jumps off the cliff. Nine movies later. Yeah. On someone. Oh my gosh. So good. One yeah. of, that's a classic. Anyway, listen to this. This is in Lakewood, Washington. He hit two cars on separate occasions and failed to stop both times. The dog? Or the man trying to teach the dog? This is a this is the trooper. He said he was driving very erratically. So multiple people called 911. <laughs> this is a, another quote from the trooper. The suspect was driving absolutely recklessly and the pursuit ended at 109 miles an hour. One of the troopers attempted to corner the car, looked inside, and realized a pit bull was sitting in the driver's seat. No way. How is he doing the steering and the brakes? And while, the while the suspect steered. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The fact that there was nobody on the trail. Anyway, this. nobody got hurt. And the police officer said, as for the dog, very sweet girl was taken to an animal shelter after her owner was arrested. So I guess technically the dog was kind of arrested in its own kind of way. Thing. Listen, don't teach your dogs how to drive on a high speed chase. Oh my gosh. That's some good dog news. Dude, thanks, man. Anyway, I think that sums it up for dog news. Sweet. You can ask me about the weather or something. No, John, because you hate it. Do you want me to ask you about the weather? I don't know what to How's say. How's the weather, John? It's pretty nice. Is it raining cats today? and dogs? Looks like it's about to rain. I guess there's some more earthquakes. Yeah, what the heck is that all about? It seems like Sadie's just bang up to bring it up over and over again, too. Yeah. 
She's that's fine. In our hunter gatherer relationship, <laughs> she's the hunter oh and I'm the gatherer. <laughs> oh, she's like scoping out the potential dangers. She, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I don't hold any contempt towards Sadie for talking about a very valid, a very valid current issue. Yeah, no, it's that makes perfect sense. I mean, it just happened like twenty minutes ago. Yeah, but not in Utah, in the the harsh lands of Idaho, potato folk. Yeah. Well, well, well. We watched a movie. It was just one movie, not one hundred and one movies. <sighs> yep. Did you see any spots? We watched 101 Dalmatians, the animated classic from 1961. Thanks, John. <laughs> and you know what? I freaking love this movie. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, you get so used to watching just dog movies that when one of these movies comes around on our list and we watch it, you mentioned it when we were done. It's a breath of fresh air. Because it's short. It's The animation's really cool. The It's a fun world. British, British world. Fun fact. Walt Disney said he didn't he he didn't like the animation in this. They chose a different route, which is why it looks kind of scratchy sometimes. I love it. And he does not like it. He he didn't like it. Sounds like a complete idiot. Wow. <laughs> Arguing with the world record holder for the person who owns the most Oscars for best movies. I don't care. Actually, he just does, Oscars. Does he hold them? Does best he Oscars. accept them? Yeah, he they were them. credited to Walt Disney, so doesn't make any sense to me. Do you direct the films? Sure. Okay. They're not just like for best movie. They're they're for all kinds of things. Okay. Okay. Do you, want me, do you want me to come at you? I don't care. I'm coming at you, Joe. I was just going to say, it's a breath of the fresh air because I'm sick of the Moanas. I'm sick of the... I'm, I'm sick of this 3D animated world we live in. And I just love back when it just looked like it was drawn by pencil. I really love it. Yeah. And you know what? Like... Why don't they make them like that anymore? I don't know. If you made a throwback like this, remember Paper Man? Oh, you're talking about the animated short? Yeah. That was also 3D. I know, but it was pseudo 2D, 3D. It was really stylistic. I think that's the best thing I've seen Disney make ever. Ever? Ever. Ever. Better than the first five minutes of Up. Yes. That's that's Pixar, not Disney Animated Studios. Uh, oh. Oh. Sorry, I shouldn't have said Disney ever. I should have said Disney Animated Studios. That's my favorite Disney Animated Studio thing is Paper Man the Short. Look it up on YouTube. What movie did that prequel? Wreck-It Ralph. Wreck Ralph. Then which movie was the uh, Mickey Mouse cartoon before? Frozen. That was Frozen? Yeah. Why my first, those mixed my up? first kind of real date was to Frozen. Fun fact. No way. Yeah. I want to hear all the details. double date. Give it, give it to me. Right now, we, yeah. uh, it was very snowy. And I picked her up. She lived on like in a hilly area in Midway, Utah. Shout out to Midway. And my parents were worried I couldn't make it, but I was driving an all-wheel drive Audi A6. So I made it and we watched the movie and then I dropped her off. That's pretty much it. Wow. Initially, very positive about the movie and then it quickly died down once the world lost its mind. Yeah. Huh. Well, frick, John. Did you did you did you kiss her at the doorstep? No. no. Do you remember when everybody this talked about? This is our about, first date. Me and that girl. She later we later dated a lot more. Do you do you remember? Uh, what was I gonna say? Yeah. Do you remember in high school everybody would freak out about like did you hold hands or did oh how was the doorstep? Well, I hung out with mature people. People talked about the doorstep scene. How could you have hung out with mature people? You were a theater kid. Wow. 
That's right. So I'm, true. I'm gonna deep the high school clique and just scoop it up and throw it at you. What? This makes there. no sense. Theater the kid, here, and then I'm gonna be like choir kid. Yeah, eat that. God, freaking posh choir kids. You're one of them. I'm not though. I'm not your stereotypical choir kid. I was more theater than I was choir. Oh yeah. How how do you feel about Eric Whitaker? How do you feel about Eric Whitaker? He's a pretty cool guy. That's probably the same. I love some of his stuff. I love his choir that he has. I think they have great um, tone, great blending. Anyway, most of Walt Disney's uh, Academy Awards were for his cartoons. Oh. Um, let's see. Yeah, it was mostly just cartoons, sometimes features and stuff. But he did... He was given an Oscar for the creation of Mickey Mouse. Okay. Which begs Sounds the like question. Sounds like one of those honorary made-up things that they do for an Oscar every now and then. Best most popular movie, Black Panther. And I'm like, that's a spit in the face to Black Panther to create to create a category for most popular for, by the audience. I feel like that illegitimizes whatever you're winning the award for. Yeah. That, that's probably not the case. We accidentally made another one, so we'll put your name on this plaque. Yeah, I, I, do, I do think Walt Disney is, is should be commended for his work. And I think the invention of Mickey Mouse is awesome. But I think also Walt's better. But I was going to say, here's what I was going to say. Shouldn't Ub shouldn't have got that Academy Award? Up? Ub. Ub Iwerks. What is this? <sighs> Welcome to Disney Deep Cuts with Jake. I didn't want to do this. Well, you asked the question, John, so you have it's time to be schooled. Walt Disney had his buddy, Ub Iwerks. They they just had the rights of Oswald pull out from under him like a rug. And what did they do? They said, let's make another character. They were both drawn characters, and Ub Iwerks drew Mickey Mouse. They didn't name him Mickey Mouse yet. And Walt Disney said, that's the one. And Ub said, you know what? Here, I'll give you the credit. Wow. Worst mistake of his life. So Walt Disney's a fraud. This is very telling of him just building an industry off the back of other people's work. <laughs> this is a real Bob Kane, Bill Finger situation. <laughs> yeah, so. Say it. Say it. Say what? Say who's Bob Kane and Bill Finger. No, I'm not going Say to. Say it. No, I'm not Welcome going to. Welcome to John's Comic Corner. No! Bob Kane and Bill Finger. <laughs> I didn't want to do this. Bob Kane. One day goes to DC because they're like, hey, we love this Superman guy. Can you come up with someone? Bob Kane's like, hmm, I love this idea. I would even steal it from someone if I if I had to. He's like, I'm going to go on vacay for a bit and I'm going to come back with your next big character, DC Comics. At the time, it was like national publications or whatever. Comes back, the Batman. He's like, check it out. I came up with this all by myself. Come to find out years later, he... He pitched, he has a friend named Bill Finger and Bob Kane's like, I have this idea for this character. And he shows him a picture of like this guy with like big stiff wings coming out under his arms and like blonde hair and a red weird bat mask and whatever. And Bob Kane and Bill Finger's like, that looks awful. Maybe try this. And he just did everything. Did the whole like, he like did the whole orphan background, did the whole bat logo, did the, like everything we know about modern Batman was Bill Finger. Bob Kane comes back, he's like, look what I made. And then for years, Bob Kane published Batman comics with Bill Finger writing it, but Bill Finger never got a single credit. And then it wasn't until Batman v Superman came out until he finally got a credit for something Batman. Like in the credits, it says Batman created by Bob Kane and Bill Finger. Wow. Yeah. 
That was very recent then. Here's a picture of, of iWorks. Looks like Charlie Chaplin. Wow. Uh, anyway. Have you seen the epic rap battle of history? Stan Lee versus Jim Henson? I need to. At the very end, Walt Disney comes in. He's like, you can both make me billions. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Well, well, well. Is it pretty recent? Is that recent? That was before, like, before 2016. Nice. Yeah. <sighs> well, anyway, I can't believe we had such a big sidetrack on a movie that we loved so much. Yeah, no, I loved it. It's, um, I don't know what's the story. Um, puppy love, John. We got Roger, Roger Radcliffe. He's just a, he's just a, he's just a, a single cool dude living in England. And, and his dog, he th- his dog doesn't like the bachelor life. Pongo is the dog's name. Pongo. And Pongo Roger, doesn't like Roger's the just life. writing his piano ballads or whatever. Doing his jazzy jazz stuff. And Pongo's like, oh, we need to get Roger a, a girlfriend or Look, whatever. We can stop with the accent. No, I'm not going to. No. Like, Pongo, and he's like, I'm looking at all the dogs outside the window. Oh, look, there's a dog up that dog's too big. Oh, that dog's too old. Oh, that dog's too young. And I'm thinking, Very much like Tinder. John on Tinder. <laughs> Tinder. Yeah. Not on Tinder. Anyways. And then he's like, oh, that girl. And he sees a girl Dalmatian. And he's like, please let the owner be pretty or whatever. Yeah. And he sees, and it's Anita. And then he's like, Roger, we need to go. We gotta go on a walk. Roger can't understand him. He just. Well, and and um, Pongo's not speaking for most of the half of the movie. Yeah. He's just thinking. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, he usually quits at five. Let's, let's, he switches the clock or whatever. Then they yeah. go for a walk in like, like the best version of the dog helping the dude meet the girl. Oh my gosh. They all get curled up in the leashes. They, they fall, fall into the river. And then she pulls out her handkerchief and she's he, like, it's all wet. He's like, well, you can have mine. Oh. It's and then all they laugh. Wet. <laughs> it's such a good meet cute. Then it cuts to them getting married. And then <laughs> they're mostly likely eloping because nobody's in the pews. Yeah, there's, yeah. The dogs are outside also getting married. Uh, what's the girl's name? There's Pongo and there's... I don't know. I just watched this. Look it up! Wow. Wow, John. Where? Pongo. Um, but they have Roger and Anita have an aunt or a neighbor or someone named Corella Deville. Purdy. Purdy. Perdilla is Perdilla. their full name. Yeah. Pongo and Padilla. Padilla. Spanish. Anyways, they have an aunt or some lady named Corella Deville. Maybe you've heard of her. She's the worst. She comes in with her weird fur coat. And she's got like a cigarette on the end of her like cigarette holder. But see, when Roger smokes his pipe, it's like clear, clear smoke. But when she smokes it, it's like green, putrid, foul smoke, whatever. I hate. But he's like making up this song upstairs. And when he sees her coming, he just goes back upstairs. And he just writes the Corellaville song we all know and love. And it's so I good. Guess. And I, I can relate so much to Roger. I felt like a con- deep connection to him. Yeah. Watching this. And then pa- and then Perdilla's like, we're going to have a baby. And Pongo's like, yes, we are. And then Anita's like, oh, Roger, you, you're such an idiot, Roger. That happens a lot in this idiot. movie. They so call each other They say idiot is the, is the hot word of the movie. Yeah, we, we could, you could probably have, if you're a drinking type, you, you could have, have a drinking, drinking game, game where you watch this and drink every time they say idiot. Yeah. Yeah. But Krillerville shows up. She's like, I want the, I want the, the whole litter. I'll take the whole litter. The whole litter of your, your little Dalmatian doggies or whatever. And then they have 15 dogs. 
14 of them survive, but then the 15th one named Lucky also survives. Because he brings Lucky back. Fun fact about Lucky, his spots are in the shape of a horseshoe. And they never say anything about that in the movie. You just have to see it. Or you have to see a, a stuffed animal of Lucky a lot. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> well, but you man, know, what, John, what do you like about this movie? I like the animation. I like the tone. I like the setting. I like Roger and Anita. I liked that it wasn't forever long. I love the British accents. You're right. It was only an hour 19. And like we said, like 80 of those minutes was credits. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was like five minutes. But the credits were very entertaining. The credits were great. Very entertaining for opening credits. Even Lady and the Tramp make a cameo in this film. During You're the right. Twilight and Bark. Jock. The Twilight Jock. Bark, which is like their alert system. Because oh, who was that? The Dalmatians get stolen. The little 15 Dalmatians get stolen by Cruella Deville. I think... I, I think when people listen to our podcast, they've already seen lots of these dog movies. But we tell them they don't have to watch the dog movies. That's what that's our job is to watch them. Anyway, sorry. I don't know why I said that. Okay. But you should watch them is what you're saying. I'm saying there's, we don't. there's not very many that I endorse very strongly. And I say, please go watch this. And I'm glad this is the Disney Plus year. This is a good work of art too. Like it's like just of it's it's of its time in the best ways. It's just like that 1961. It's it's pretty just fun and the animals are pretty good and like I said, British accent. They're like, you know, we gotta get the Twilight Park out to Scotland Yard. And there's like a Scottish dog sort of yeah who's like, oh, oh we'll we'll find the we'll find the Dalmatians for yes, you. Yes, so good. And they got what's there? And there's uh, some cows, sergeant. And there's some cows that let all the little dogs suckle their. Suck their, their what? Their udders. <laughs> there it is. Their teats. Oh, there. That's what I wanted you to say. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, let's think about this. Why? Why did Corella Deville want so badly for there to be a Dalmatian fur coat? I don't know. They don't even have like long hair. Yeah, that's because that's Corella's plan to skin all the dogs. She collects not just these fifteen, but, but one hundred and one. Ninety-nine. They're ninety-nine total puppies. But then the, the other two are. Oh, Pongo and Perdilla. Yeah. Perdi. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. She wants to skin the dogs and make the... And that's what... Here's the thing. They're making a live-action Cruella de Vil prequel, whatever, nonsense. I don't with know Emma why Stone. they would have a stone. Why? She's a bad person. I don't, I don't want that to end up like Maleficent, where we just feel bad about one of the greatest villains of all time. Just like Joker. Why the crap did we have to go feel think, bad about this? You think this? Maleficent's one of the greatest villains of all one time? Of the greatest, one of the greater Disney villains. You know what? She, she accomplished what she wanted to do. It's been a long while since I've seen Sleeping Beauty, but I remember that dragon fight yeah. scene. It's, it's pretty awesome. Dude, how, how often do we get the Disney villain that actually accomplishes it? I don't know. It's and, and they live like that for a bit. Did she accomplish? Oh, like she took over the kingdom for a bit? Like, like she, she put Sleep Moon to sleep and she took over the kingdom. I mean, it was, it was just a little bit. It was a little bit. So. Oh, just a, just a smidgen. Cinderella, right? But Scar, he, he, he was rolling in that for years, dude. Good Sorry. Friend, Scar. What do you say? Cinderella? Cinderella, right. So the first Cinderella is just classic, you know, iconic, whatever. The but, second one is like. It, it was that era of let's do the sequels, but it's three short stories. Yeah. And then the third one is about the fairy godmother getting the, no, it's about her stepmom her getting the fairy godmother's wand and turning back time. And I think that's a genuinely cool premise. It's been a while since I've seen that yeah. video, so I don't know if it holds up. Man, dude, King Candy, he he, he was a villain that, that was winning. Turbotastic. Okay. Before, before, yeah. 
before he was turned down, you know? But like so many of them just get foiled and I want the villains to win just, just once, you know? Just at the end of the mother Gothel, she had it for she, like 18 years. At minimum. Yeah. How long do you think she was schooling that flower, dude? I don't know, man. Dang, for Tangled's good. Tangled's so watch good. that. And when you watch her turn to dust, like, nothing's quite that satisfying. That kiss and the, the cutting of the hair. Tangled hot dog. <laughs> There's no dog. But a horse acts like a dog. So hot dog it is. Hot horse. Hot, like horse. hot chameleon. Hot chameleon. I'm not going to say nay to Tangled. Welcome to Jake and John, where we watch horse movies. No. Coming next week, Seabiscuit. <laughs> Racing stripes. <laughs> That's a zebra. War horse. War horse is great. War horse is so good. War horse. But I just said that so I could beat you at... Uh, Home on the range. Spirit That's about away. cows, isn't it? <laughs> spirit away has no horse in it. Wait, spirit then. That's what I oh, meant. Spirit. spirit. Yeah. Spirit away has a dragon. It's a great movie. Anyways. <laughs> um... Yes. 101 Dalmatians, though. How do we get on this kick? Because Cruella DeVille, we don't want this live-action yeah. movie, whatever it's going to be. I don't even... like. They already made two live-action 101 Dalmatians. I would like movies. to see a better live-action of 101 Dalmatians, but I also just like this one. I think they should leave it alone. Yeah, like, there, there are some that I can, I can go with. Like, let's make a live-action, or just let's update the animation. Or just leave it how it is. Or the, I'm saying if you're going to do it, that's it. John, you absolutely have to do it. What? The remake one. Oh, if I had to? Or you're saying that they have yeah. to because money? If you had to remake any Disney animated classic or Disney animated movie that has not yet been remade, what would you pick? Big Hero 6 live action integrated into the MCU. Well, Big Hero 6? That's so recent. They already have like their cartoon series and stuff that's rolling. Oh, great. I just don't care. I'm not on board with the live-action remakes. <sighs> okay. What, what about Atlantis? What? No. Part of the charm of these movies is that they're animated. I guess. You're killing a already dying art. Oof. They're not making 2D animation things anymore outside of TV. Yeah, you know what? Let's, let's get a Phineas and Ferb the movie. <laughs> let's bring the cast there back. There was one. Into the second I'm dimension. I'm talking about a theatrical release. But Journey to the Second Dimension was so good. Like a live action Phineas and Ferb? No. What if they like... Oh, that was so weird. <laughs> what if they like... <laughs> like Sonic'd it. Like Sonic'd Phineas's nose. It's <laughs> a weird triangle, man. I saw in an interview where they where they cornered like the director, the creator of the show. I forget his name. Swamp. They call him Swampy or something. Okay. And they were like... Who is Phineas's dad? Because oh, they wanted to ask. Never he, he, he said he he got excited about the question. Did you ever like, meet Ferb's mom? What? Do you ever meet Ferb's mom? No, no, I don't think so. But like that, they got together. But that's his dad, Ferb's mom, and there's the anti-Phineas and Ferb, no. Ferbius and Finn. Oh my gosh, that's that's definitely something already in the show, Ferbius and Finn. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've heard those words said before. Uh. Well, um, I was going to say, we're talking Phineas and Ferb. Dang it, I forgot. What 101 I mean? Dalmatians, dude. What else is there to say? There's some music in it. Great music. One song, well, one like sung song, two sung songs. 
the first one, Cruella Deville, the second one, Puppy Dalmatian Plantation. Yes, which is fine. <laughs> we'll have a, a it was Dalmatian stuck in our head. Plantation. It was stuck in our head. Yeah, it was. Like I said, I just like the world. I love the tone. I love the the voice acting. It's just and it's just a fun like one shot kind of thing. Like there is it, a sequel to the animated if, one. And there are two TV shows. There's a 97 one, and there's one that came out in 2018. Yeah. You know, if they made... And in Kingdom Hearts, you collect them from all the other worlds. If Disney were to make another, like, cartoon movie, let's animate it the way they did in the 50s and 60s. Like a pencil where the lines jump and everything. Like, like that. I don't want this... It was obviously colored on a computer. Oh, like, make it authentic. Like, let's... I want the hand-drawn to the T. Or get a blend of both. I'm just... I just want... I want the next... So, Tarzan, right? Tarzan, the whole vine swinging thing, the vines are all CG. They're not two-dimensional hand-drawn. And then Treasure Planet took it to the next level. True. But Treasure Planet costs so much. Yeah. And there's, there's... there's like um, conspiracy theories that Disney undermarketed it because they thought that that kind of animation form was on the out. So it didn't do well, didn't make its money back, so it killed the kind of 2D thing. Yeah. Which I guess that's true, whether it was engineered by Disney or not. I don't know. Um, but they still but bring did, it back. They still did do that Princess hybrid. and the Frog, like what, 2008? Why though? I love Princess and the Frog. For, inc- for inclusion. Oh my God. That's fine. Inclusion? Was that your pun you just made? What about my ink? Because it was hand-drawn animation. That was the... Was it hand-drawn? Conclusion. I think it was... I think it was computer-generated. Like like Spongebob nowadays is computer-generated. No way. It's not hand-drawn like the first three seasons were hand-drawn. There's a there's a great nerd... What's his name? Yeah. Nerd, Princess the Frog nerd is like marketed as the last hand-drawn I don't animation. think it's hand-drawn. I think, it, I think it's two-dimensional but computer-generated. Mm, maybe you're just... Uh, Grounded. But did you just find out I was correct or something? Let me find out. Was Princess and the Frog hand drawn? I'm like 100% certain that it was. It Actually, be. yes. Although traditional 2D animation has been embedded in the public imagination, which is British Cinema's on the 5th February, CEO's first hand drawn feature for more than five years. Oh. Very cool. Well, looks great. Yeah. I was going to say, though. Looks dang good. There's a there's a there's a nerdstalgic video on like what happened to SpongeBob and how it changed over the from the original first season to like whatever it is now. Yeah. There is a switch between traditional hand-drawn tactics to like kind of shortcuts that they took. I don't think the show really takes a dive a whole time. Some episodes are pretty hit or miss for me, like yeah. in the more recent years. But there's a difference between those first kind of golden seasons where all those awesome episodes were, mm. and then there was a shift. I don't remember which year, but if you look, Nerdstalgic did a video on YouTube about it. You can check it out. It was right after the SpongeBob SquarePants movie came out. That's right. In between the two SpongeBob movies is like the dark years of SpongeBob. But like after SpongeBob Sponge Out of Water, the episodes are actually so good. Oh yeah. And I'm excited for the new one to come out in a couple, like next month or so. My dad, he teaches a class. Every- Assuming it'll come out next month. My dad teaches a class and there's a student in there who loves SpongeBob and loves animation. Apparently he's made some YouTube videos that have won some awards for some things he submitted them in. And he loves SpongeBob. And my dad's like, 
the, what do you think about the new SpongeBob movie? He's like, ugh, it's just all 2D animated. Like it's it's not hand drawn. It's all 3D animated, and he's just not a fan. Huh. And I'm kind of like, I agree. But also I'm like, it still looks pretty good. It, like for the jump to 3D animation for the movie, it looks dang good. Because there was that like stop motion, like weird Christmas one they did that was had its little oh, charm. Yeah. But it wasn't, it didn't, it just didn't sit well at the end, you know? I, don't know. I kind of agree, but I'm not all that fussed about Spongebob. <laughs> It's one of those things where it's like, sure, the new ones aren't as good, but the old ones still exist in my brain, so. Yeah. Spongebob. Another day goes by at work where I don't almost, and sometimes do play Stadium Rave. Stadium Rave. Put a clip of that in. I'm just kidding. Yay. That's a great one. Dude, I also really like... Just ripped my pants. All of the songs from the original first couple seasons. The Campfire Song song. Oh, yeah. That one's fun. Gary, come home. Uh, Gary, can't you see? I was blind. I'll do anything to change your mind. I don't care for the best day ever. I never really cared for that song. I really like that song because it hit home for me as a kid. And then when they rearranged it for the SpongeBob SquarePants musical, I, I literally started crying because I, I just turned on the SpongeBob SquarePants musical, like prologue. I didn't look at any of the names of the songs and I just listened to it. Just wow. dead, like while I was driving around it during grave shifts like over a year ago. Yeah. I'll just listen to it and then I'm like, he starts singing that and then the chords come in. I'm like, is this really happening? And and then it starts playing best day ever. I was bawling my eyes out. Dang. And then when I, when they, it, it's, hard, it's hard to listen to that song that, that, in the musical without crying, dude. I bet if I saw it live, it'd affect me more. But I don't know. It just... I just it's 101 Dalmatians it's good. I don't have anything bad to say about it I don't, I don't really I can't give it a crap sandwich there's nothing really bad about it it's more like a like a cinnamon roll of goodness yeah it's not like something it's not like something I'd go out of my way to watch like it's not like my favorite most favorite Disney anime movie but it's just solid I don't I don't really care when they're trekking through the snow and whatever yeah like, it, there's a point once the babies are born and stolen it gets less interesting to me. I would rather probably just watch a movie about Roger and Anita. I don't know. I think that's what the second one's about. It's mostly about Roger and Anita. Or like this second batch or something. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, Roger, you're such an idiot. Man posts photo of rock found on beach. Do you ever just like open up a news page and scroll like just like the clickbaits at the bottom? No. I don't either. <clears throat> Well, it is a hot dog. We've mentioned all the things I think are good about it. Tone. The music. The music. The animation. Animation. The voice acting. acting. The voice acting. The story. The only bad thing I can say is it, it got less interesting once the dogs started talking to themselves. Interesting. I liked kind of the, this is just the inner monologue of a dog who lives with a human who's their pet, I guess. So you're saying prequel 101 Dalmatians with just Roger and... I would have loved if it was... Just the two dogs and Roger and Anita the entire movie. Wow. But I, I, I understand that the movie is literally about the babies. And it's based off of a book. It is based off of a book. <sighs> Apparently, according to the fun facts on the IMDb, that as soon as Walt Disney had read the book, he snatched up the film rights like right away. And the person who wrote the, the classic book, Disney style. And the person who wrote the book like desperately wanted Walt Disney to do that. <laughs> wow. Unlike Mary Poppins. 
Oh my gosh. There's a whole wait, movie about that. Then they waited till she died and then stole them anyways. <laughs> She's like, yeah, make a musical. You can make a Broadway musical, but do not let Disney do it. And then she died and Disney's like, we're doing it. And it won a lot of awards, so back off. <laughs> I, I still think that's a disgrace to her memory. <sighs> Whatever her name was. Goth. <laughs> Helen? Now this is this episode will become a disgrace to her memory. No, I, I, I'm I'm on board with I'm on board with creators maintaining the rights to the things that they love. We just talked about Bob Kane and Bill Finger. Yeah, but there's got to be a point where you can where you gotta let go and let other people do things with it. I don't think I don't think so. Really? I think the creator should have ultimate say. What do you think about like Handel's Messiah? What about it? What if? It's what not if, like people are making Handel sequels and. Sure. They're just performing it exactly the way that he wrote it. No, what I'm saying is... Uh, maybe that's that's a poor example. Beethoven, Mozart, all these old guys. What yeah. if they What if they, what if they made said, a movie about a dog and named it after one of those geniuses? What if they, a disgrace. What if these guys said, you guys can't even use my music? Oh, like we can be the only... It can only be played if we conduct it? Yeah. I think that's a different thing. Is it though? I'm just saying, well, okay, if, if that was their wish, you should respect their wish as the creator. Yeah, but then imagine us. Here we are. Also, I think long, like long time away. I think a hundred years later, it's a bit different. Like it's like <laughs> it's like if it's like if if Homer was like, Yeah, the Odyssey, don't make any sequels or whatever. But that was like a thousand more two thousand years ago. So I'm and like I don't think Disney just said, All right, now that she's dead, let's have the rights for that. I'm I don't think that it was I malicious. I think they went to somebody I just, and I just somebody don't. owned the rights and they sold it to Disney. I don't know. She had nobody left that lady. It's not like she left she it the rights to Disney in her Did will. She have kids? I don't know. I just think when you say, but I don't want Disney to do this and then she dies and then they do it, I think that's wrong. Fair enough. I mean, it's been like almost 50 years, right? I don't know when she died. I don't know either. Her name's not Groff. Travers. She named how Travers. soon? How soon after? John, how long? How long will it be until? <laughs> until somebody can have the rights to make the Can I Critique the movie? I don't know. We don't even have a contract for right now. <laughs> when it's in public domain, except like a lot of things should be in public domain, except. Do you remember like the Happy Birthday song? Except not being the in legal domain? loopholes that Disney employs. <laughs> to keep things in their hands. Hey, might as well, dude. Don't get me started on this. I have to give a persuasive speech this week, somehow, for my public speaking class. Don't hate me. Is that your po- is that your topic? My topic is that a Disney monopoly is bad for the film industry. A Disney monopoly is bad for the film industry. Nice. What's? Let's, let's get a little taste. I want to hear a little taste. I just think if. Because they just bought Fox, which means instead of six major movie studios, now there's only five. So if Disney were to buy up everything that homogenizes homogenization, it's the homogenization of content. So if you have one studio making all the movies, there's a lack of creativity. Also, if you're a studio that is as powerful as Disney, you can strong arm theaters into doing things that they don't normally want to do. So say you're a theater owner and you're like, okay, Rise of Skywalker is coming out. I'm going to be able to get a lot of revenue because people are going to be coming into theaters to see it. And then Jojo Rabbit's being re-released. And then 1917 is coming out. We have all these other movies that we can show at the same time. And Disney goes, 
if you want Rise of Skywalker, you'll show it for four extra weeks or you do not get to show it. And then they're like, but that's other seats because after six weeks, no one's going to want to, except Jake, is going to want to go see <laughs> Rise of Skywalker again. Or if it's not a critically, if, if the movie bombs and people stop seeing it, then they still have to show it for that time. So Disney can strong arm kind of theaters into doing that because in the early 40s when cinema was a thing, they created a law that studios could not own their own theaters and do that. But since Disney's so powerful and they're getting the most amount of movies, they can circumnavigate the spirit of that law. Interesting. That was more than a tidbit. I'm sorry. And I need to do more research. And I just literally read a chapter about how to write a good persuasive speech. And what I just did right now is like not, probably not credible at all <laughs> or competent. But that's just... That's just, just told that's what I've. That's what I've... That's what I believe. That's what I've heard. I need to check my sources, though. Interesting. But it's like Christmas time. I went to visit my family in South Carolina. I'm like, let's go see Jojo Rabbit. It'll be great. It's not showing anywhere. Why? Because Rise of Skywalker just come out. It just wasn't in any of the theaters. You, you can't blame Rise of Skywalker for Jojo Rabbit. Not being in any of the theaters because all the houses were taken up by Rise of Skywalker. No way. What other movie came out at that time? I Jumanji? Saw... I saw Rise. I saw Jojo Rabbit the same. Well, they re-released Skywalker in, and they didn't. It was a limited release when Jojo Rabbit came out. When did you see it? What? I saw it came it. out in October. And it came out in October. Limited release, and it it, did, it came out in October. It didn't air in any theaters in Utah until like mid November. I saw it late October. Century sixteen. <sighs> I'm just saying. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm just saying. That's what I'm trying to say. Monopolies are bad for any business. And I just don't think, I don't think people should root for Disney to, to acquire the rights to everything. I'm not rooting for Disney to take the rights for everything. I'm just rooting for Disney to keep making good content. But I've been disappointed do. with most things that Disney's made in the in the recent years. Interesting. Like so, if it's when you're saying the thing that Disney make, are you saying the stuff that is marketed as a Walt Disney Pictures? Movie? Any movie released by Disney. Any movie released so, by Disney. Star Wars, Marvel. Star Wars, Marvel. Pixar. Pixar. I guess all the Fox stuff now. Except all the new Fox trashing stuff. Art of Racing in the Rain. Yeah, see? <sighs> movies like that really grind my gears. And like indie movies. Because when, when that law was passed that limited, limited kind of monopolization of film studios, there was an explosion of creativity in independent filmmaking. But I'm just like a fear that this takeover is a bad, a bad thing because people because the whole Sony Spider-Man thing, it's like people are really pointing their fingers at Sony like they're the bad guys for not letting Spider-Man play with Disney. But I don't think so. I think Sony's just doing they have the rights. They can do whatever they want with them. Yeah. Plus more more Spider-Man movies a year. Whereas like I feel like if Disney owns everything. They, they can create, like I said, fake demand, the Disney vault, you know, yeah. let's not release a thing, give people some time to build up the want for that. And then boom, sales go gangbusters. And they can do that with Disney plus a lot easier now, but just not putting it on like the last three seasons of recess. <laughs> so are you saying we need to start a campaign to get the last few seasons of recess? You know or what? is that what they're trying us to I do? I watched a video mostly about what I'm talking about on YouTube. And he used an episode of recess where it's about it critiques like capitalism and monopolies, but they're giving out stickers on the playground. I don't know if you remember yeah. this episode and the kids like 
slowly works his way up and games the system so that he can be like on top or whatever. And the guy in the video uses the episode to kind of like show what Disney's doing as a monopoly or whatever. And then he said at the end, he's like, hashtag all six seasons and the movie. Because I guess the first Recess movie isn't on there either. But we saw the second one on there, all grown down. But how many Recess movies are there? I don't know, probably two. I think the first one. Much like Disney, the first one's the only one that counts. Oh my gosh, that's funny. I don't know, that's my rant. Well, we're done with the rant and... I'm sorry. I know what was a hot dog. I, I say it's a hot dog. Oh, I say it's a hot dog. Definitely. Yeah, easy. What a great way to start off the year. The Unless, year what, a, what a fun way to start off the year. Yeah. We, we give a hot dog for 101 Dalmatians. This is the year of Disney+. Plus, and, and, a, then we and an anti-rant, anti-Disney anti rant right from the beginning. And then I'm going to have to go do homework so I can give a positive Disney rant next week. Because I am deep Disney cuss with Jim. I'm not going to debate this on the podcast. <laughs> this is the last I want to talk about it. It's going to come up. It always does. I'm gonna say I don't even think thing. this is the first you've talked about something like this. About Disney this specifically? Is, this is the most you've talked about. I haven't about, made it so pointed. But not the first. Well, I'm sorry for our listeners that are big fans of Disney. It's also just a... That are now no longer fans of John. <laughs> I don't care. Come at me. I'll fight you all. <laughs> but you're probably too afraid to come out of your dumb houses. It's <laughs> so rude. Hey, shh. There, there. Hey. I don't care. You can't tell, but I'm caressing the microphone. Thank you, <laughs> too. Elijah David Webb at Instagram for the themes, the great opening theme, the outro, the dog news theme. And for being John's best friend. And he did it out of the charity of his own heart. Elijah, how, how do I get that sweet achievement? You have to befriend me when I am just a loser 11-year-old. <laughs> oh, crap. Here's a fun story. Let's go back in Here's time a fun and punch him in the face. I met Eli in a general music class in my sixth grade year. And my teacher's like, all right, everybody. We're learning rhythm. And he's like, I want you to write down like the beats or whatever and make a rhythm. And I happened to be sitting next to a friend I kind of knew. I was starting to get to know this one kid who was friends with Eli. And Eli is like doing a weird drum thing. He's like, yeah, it sounds like kind of an American, kind of like if you're making an American war movie, you do this. And I'm like, what the frick? And now he's like, like that's his job to make music. And he wants to be a film score composer. So that was my first interaction ever with Eli was wow. I spied him creating music. Well, you're cool. Follow us on um, everything at Canine Critique. Yes, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. That's so fun. We got all those handles. CanineCritique.com. Yeah, check that out. Yep. We should add stuff to that. I know. Maybe silhouettes. We'll do a face reveal. <laughs> a face reveal? We, we also link our Instagrams. I know. Flower Lauer. I'm done linking my Instagram. I actually don't think... Oh, no, there's one picture of me on for Halloween when I was the Sandlot kid. Oh. What's his name? Smalls? What's his first name? John? Kevin? Kevin McAllister. Whatever. Anyway, uh, catch you. Oh, will you do the honors? What? Because I did it last week and it, it just felt weird. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Catch you in the doghouse next week. Time. I, what? <sighs> I missed it. You wrecked it. missed the time. Huh? I guess... See you next week.